This show contains strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of cisnormativity and heteronormativity, particularly in the wedding industry, dead baby jokes, and ghosts. It also contains discussion about the LGBTQIA plus community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plot our world domination. My name is Jay. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it, keep the struggle. My name is CJ and we are here to discuss whatever it is that cishet people think it is we're doing. That was just me congratulating myself because I remembered to say the second part that I've forgotten for like... You did it! I'm so happy! <laughs> anyway, what's uh, what's on the bike schedule for today, CJ? Well, well, first we're out here making dreams happen. Like, dang, I'm so proud of you. Look at you go. Ah, yeah. Do you believe in miracles? Just like that one movie from 2005 about the ice hockey team. You know that one? Uh, no. I think it was called Miracles. The only Maybe... ice hockey movies I know of are uh, the Mighty Duck movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's we're... because I'm from California. Okay, so we're making dreams happen just like the Mighty Ducks. Great. Yeah. Just to, to bridge, the, bridge the cultural divide. Anyway, so we're doing that first. Check. Then we're going to talk to Julianne. Quack, quack. Here I am. <laughs> The mightiest of that, ducks. That the famous mightiest. line. The famous line from the Mighty Ducks. Quack quack. Here I am. This entire intro, I've just been shaking because I didn't know if I was allowed to laugh. Always. <laughs> Laughing is illegal. Get off the podcast. Oh, oh we're no. getting some mixed signals already. <laughs> uh, and then we're gonna play a game. That's the conclusion of the schedule. Hi, Julianne. Hi, CJ. Hello, Jay. Hello. Want to tell us a little bit about you, person that I've never met or gone to high school with? Yes. So me and CJ went to high school together. And <laughs> um, and before then, we were, we, 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 we were not we're not queer but now we are very queer i don't know i mean to be fair i dressed up as zorro on halloween in fifth grade so i was was gay then too so fun fact cj um all through high school and like i knew them a little bit in middle school but they were always the coolest person that i i hope that i would also be as no it is it is so Ask my mother. Ask my mother. Okay. All right, I'll go ask your mom. <laughs> but so um, we did like high school shows together. And um, yeah, so I am a queer pansexual theater artist in Philadelphia. And I realized that I was gay about a year and a half ago. I'm a little bit of a late bloomer. And hell yeah, yeah, and 
And that goes sort of into like my queer agenda where it's just like, it's never too late to sort of discover new things about yourself and figure that out. But, um, oh, yeah. but, but yeah, and like I'm in, it's, it's funny because um, when I came out, my mother told me like, wow, you are the worst gay. Look at you engaged to a man. And I'm like, that's not, okay, you're reacting with humor. So like, that's, that's a good, that's a good sign. Oh, but, sure, sure. Yeah. But I'm just like, uh, but also no, no one is a bad queer. You, you can't not, you can't be a bad queer, but um, but yeah, I'm engaged to uh, my partner, Matthew, and he's incredible. And what I do around Philly is just make art um, and uh, connect with a bunch of really cool people. I do some marketing stuff. Lately, I've been getting into video production. And so especially during the pandemic, um, I've had a lot of fun trying to experiment with that and trying to make accessible art during this time where we couldn't be together. Um, but other than that, I'm just sort of planning a wedding, enjoying being the person that I am right now. And yeah, just having fun, doing art and making new friends and stuff. Fuck oh, yeah. That's all lovely. Yeah. Thank you. That's, uh, as somebody who is also in a relationship with a cisgender man, I can't like, and I'm bisexual, but like, I guess also some pan flavors, but I use the label bisexual, but mm -hmm. like, I don't know how to explain to people that when you are attracted to more than one gender, man is one of the genders. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's mm -hmm. the by and bisexual, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes, boy. Yeah, I've I've alternated using because like pan is pretty much like the entire encompassment of like what my sexuality is. But I use bi with like because even like. Like two years ago, I didn't know what pansexual was. It wasn't mm -hmm. until I just sort of connect was started connecting with other queer artists in Philadelphia, learning more about the community when I was just like, and finding other stories that were similar to mine that sort of validated my experience. I was like, oh, dang. Yeah, that's it. That's the puzzle piece with all the little, that's the couch that brings all the room together. So, yes. <laughs> but it's just like, but sometimes I throw bisexual out there to just to just simplify it for people i'm just like i like everyone i like everyone <laughs> are you cute congratulations i like you yeah <laughs> can we talk about dungeons and um dragons can we read books together can we get coffee oh no i can't get my partner doesn't like coffee never mind i i redact that i redact that <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, we're seven minutes into the episode and your engagement is off. That's no, so I've already put ten thousand dollars into this. Oh Christ! No, <laughs> luckily I forgot how expensive weddings are. Julianne, it's... that is that is slightly higher than my top surgery costs. Oh gosh, <laughs> I just want to put that in perspective. The worst part is I'm only a third of the way done with like planning and I know with that's the first it's right now it's about like $35,000 and apparently that's cheap and that's really stupid bless mm. your whole entire heart and curse the wedding industry yes honestly. yes we we can't have a single experience that can't be capitalized upon surely oh, no. um so I'm interested to know what lead you, what led you to the label of pansexual like you said that hearing stories like yours helped you figure it out so maybe you could do that for somebody else in this moment yeah so i sort of around like 2019 um 
I went to a college to sales university and it's a Catholic college, but the theater program is pretty chill. It's like Catholic light. There's some, <laughs> there's some Catholic there, but for the most part, it's just like the theater industry is like its own little separate bubble. Um, right. as much as most theater college programs are, but, um, there weren't really a lot of queer women in the program. And so my relationship with sexuality in terms of that was just like, well, I know I like men, but it's just like, I just don't know if I, you know, it's just like, there isn't more people that have like a sexuality like me. And so I'm just like, well, I know I like men, so I'll, I'll just stick to that. It wasn't mm -hmm. until after I graduated that I started looking back on like my college experience and um, feelings that I had towards friends of mine that I'm just like, like, cause it's, it's like the classic, like gay girl problem where it's just like, oh my gosh, you're so pretty. And they're like, oh my God, thank you. And I'm like, no, I'm flirting <laughs> with you. No. <laughs> you don't understand. You are so pretty. pretty. And I'm like, oh my God, wouldn't it be so funny if we like kissed? And somehow I'm just like, wow, I really asked that question a lot, didn't I? <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> and so... <laughs> God. What a yeah, and, so, and I'm just like, oh, she's just quirky and funny. It's fine. <laughs> but then I'm just like, wait, no. It's just like, <laughs> it's not just that. It's it's like there's an attraction there. And I think like this... The, there's so much pressure, especially like late in life where it's just like all of these coming of age stories. It's just like there's always the protagonist who's gay, who's like, who knows, who knows very e like early on. Mm -hmm. And it's like we don't really talk about a lot of the especially a lot more stories that we're seeing now where it's just like this sort of like you're finally in this place where you feel incredibly comfortable in yourself or you find yourself with a partner that makes you feel entirely accepted. And in that level of comfortability, you start to look at yourself and the parts that maybe you sort of pushed off a little bit because you're like, nah, nah, that can't, that isn't me because it's not X, Y, and Z. I didn't have a, a gay prom kiss. I didn't have like a crush on my babysitter. I didn't have like <laughs> all these things like happen to me. All of the boxes that normally are checked to be like, yep, gay check it's <laughs> right and it's and so yeah it's just like sometimes you'll just find yourself in a place where you're feeling incredibly comfortable that you can look at yourself better and ask yourself am i gay and then you can be like well let's just let's let's play with that let's play with yeah. that for a bit it didn't exist in that place and so i started thinking about it more and so if you are someone who is later on in life and maybe you're in a wonderful relationship with a cis man or, you know, or, you know, the other way around, but, and you start thinking like, am I gay? Or just like even a little bit. And it's just like the more that you think about it and the more that you sort of put it under that lens and explore your own experiences, you might find that it's just like, it's okay to accept that. Because I think that's the biggest thing that kept me from accepting that part of me for a long time was that the gay experience is so normalized one way, but the gay experience can happen in so many different ways. Mm. I feel like I'm rambling. Does this make sense? Absolutely. It's the, first of all, it's literally your podcast episode. So <laughs> please like talk. 
that is the <laughs> entire thing we do here. Uh, but yes, all of that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that it has a lot to do with, um, dare I say, cis-normative, heteronormative culture that yes. demands that our paths in life exist in a certain structure. Like, in high school, you figure out who you are, and then college, you pursue that, or like trade school, you pursue that, or get a job right out, you pursue mm-hmm. that, and then you just continue pursuing that, you get married in your 20s, raise a family, and then at some point, you die, and it's like, <laughs> that it is absolutely impossible to describe how silly it is to put so much stake in your past self that you refuse any changes to your future. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure Julianne can speak to this. I'm a completely different bitch than I was in high school. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Yeah, you're supposed to change. You're supposed to grow. That's the whole point of living your life. Like, I I hope that we don't stop growing, like, after we graduate college or whatever field of academia that you have chosen to pursue. Like, mm. things just keep going. And... I'm still, I feel like I'm in a more comfortable place than I have been in a very long time in terms of just like knowing myself. And that's really nice. And I've come out to um, my immediate family, my friends know. Um, but around the time where I was like, thinking, oh, I should come out, it was um, all of a sudden the George Floyd mo- um, movement happened. Like right. everyone was talking about Black Ma- Lives Matter. And I'm like, you know what? We do not need a skinny white girl talking about this great momentous discovery of hers when it, it really doesn't have to be. Because coming yeah. out doesn't have to be this great big like explosion. Or unfortunately, I couldn't make a PowerPoint because that would be that would be too cool about that. <laughs> that let that be your character note, honestly, that you would have come out with a PowerPoint. <laughs> I 100% would have come out with a PowerPoint. Um, But yeah, it's just like, it's become sort of like this thing where it's just like, it's a new flavor of Julianne that it's just like, it's a part that was always there that now is just a little bit brighter. And now it's like, I'm having a lot of fun embracing that. And also, but while also being just like, I am a serial monogamous. So it's just like, I am in a relationship with the love of my life. So it's just like, I'm just, and they're very supportive of it as well. They're just like, because sometimes I'll be just like, I'm attracted to this person. And he's like, hell yeah, man. Like, you go, girl. (laughs) You go, girl. (laughs) Every once in a while, Tim will send me like an Instagram post of like some celebrity we both have a crush on. And I'm like, how dare you attack me like this? You know, I'm I'm going to swoon. My favorite is when I see a picture of an attractive person and I just go like, ugh. And then one of my partners would be like, what? And I show them the picture and they make the exact same noise. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the queer experience, truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Julianne, what is something you want to tell cishet people for the very last time and then you never have to hear about it again? It is never too late to come out. And also, queerness does not look have to look like a certain way. You do not owe anyone like to look a certain way in order to be queer. You do not have to be have to have had a relationship with someone else who is queer to be queer. And like you don't owe anyone anything. You just have to be yourself to know yourself, and that is enough. You don't have to scream it from the rooftops. You can celebrate it in any way you see fit. And that does not invalidate your experience. 
Mm. I love that. Thank you. you. (laughs) Was that your gay agenda or was that what you want to tell cishet people for the last time? Oh, no, I have a gay agenda. Here it is. I'm like, (laughs) I'm I'm hiking up my pants. (laughs) Okay, great. We can get we can get there. I just want to make sure that. Yeah, I I just want to make sure that I understand the assignment. And I believe I do. Yeah, I I absolutely 100% agree with that. Like, cishet people want gender to look a certain way. They want sexual orientation to look a certain way. I didn't come into this world queer to do what cishet people told me to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Not not for a minute. Not for a fucking minute. Gender rebel. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of people like on TikTok or Twitter or whatever who will be like, well, if you did this, you'd look more masculine. And I'm like, I'm not trying to look masculine. (laughs) 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 Also, TikTok, huge friggin' thing that helped me with my journey because I'm just like, oh my God, look at all of these like late 20 millennials that are also having queer pansexual journeys and like mm. having supportive like bi wife energy partners who are 100% <laughs> supportive. And I'm like, this is so wholesome and nice. So like representation, also representation matters. Representation mm-hmm. matters, absolutely. I want a survey done of the amount of people who came out of, I mean, we're not out of the pandemic, but like, who are now on this point of the pandemic and have gotten new pronouns or (laughs) they've had time to think about it. (laughs) They've had time. (laughs) It's almost like a dedicated period of time where you were forced to be by yourself or in an environment that you are most comfortable it turns out that that is, in fact, the exact environment where you, one might consider how they present themselves to people versus what they truly feel on the inside. Funny that. Ooh. Funny mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but absolutely. The, like, queerness is not linear. That would be boring. Um, <laughs> queerness does not ad- have to adhere to uh, cis-normative and heteronormative ideas boring 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 no 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 uh so want to lay that gay agenda on us julianne yes so buckle up buttercup so as someone who is a recent like queer baby like going into the world and now just like my perspective is just sort of like hyper focused on stuff and i'm like looking at things at a certain, at a different way. As I'm planning my wedding, the amount of, or rather the lack of representation, both in language and also just imagery in the wedding industry Mm. and the archaic bullshit that goes along with it is just freaking embarrassing. It's just like, you cannot have two white skinny brides kissing on your, on your website and then call it a day. Like, Mm Like thinking about like weddings and it's like gay marriage has been legal for a long time. And also not all weddings are Catholic weddings. Not all weddings are Mm -hmm. done in that traditional format. And so it's like thinking about language where it's just like you're writing articles about like gifts to get for your bride, for your bridal party. It's just, I had such a hard time figuring out what the heck to get for mine because I have a mix of people like across the gender spectrum and those who do not Uh, adhere to any of them and so it's just really incredibly hard when it's just like roll up bridal squad and like uh, and also just the alcohol 
going on mm. like with it. It's just like all yeah. of the alcohol related gifts and just it's really dang hard, guys. Like we need to try better for the amount of money that I'm putting into this dang thing and that I'm in that I'm investing in this in this stupid thing. Like you could be better. You like you could 100% be better. And so what I would love to do and what I'm doing with my wedding, I have bridesmaids and mates and we have um we have fanny packs for like our favors and um it's just I want to just try and make so, I, every I'm not saying like I'm going to make it anarchy, but every time I'm looking at a wedding and like what is required I'm taking a sharper look at it and being like, what is detrimental? What is hurtful? Mm. And also, like, what is just absolutely garbage and unnecessary? And I'm just trying to do away with that because if I'm going to be spending this much money, I'm going to make sure that it looks like me and Matt. And that includes my queerness. That includes his level of comfortability with, like, not, like, everyone getting, like, whiskey glasses or, like, incredibly manly gifts and stuff like that and just like it's more us as opposed to like weddings should be the bride the bride the groom the spouse the spouse the partner the partner it should not be gender and gender and i mm. think that is the biggest problem that is my gay agenda that it's just like i have had to deal with this for a year and a half and i'm so freaking sick of looking at a wedding through a heteronormative lens it's just really really hard mm. yeah absolutely i love that mm -hmm. like especially as somebody who is in has been in a long-term relationship enough to consider like weddings as a concept i'm like oh god the second i try to step into a wedding like Oh, Jesus Christ. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just like, it's about love. It's about celebrating love. And at no point in that journey should you feel like your experience in love with this person is invalidated because you don't look a certain way or you're not going to be doing certain traditions. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's the bit. That's the biggest plot that I have right now because it is just consuming so much of my life right now. Right. Yeah. And there's also things where it's just like, I want the pretty white dress. I have the pretty white dress. And like, there are certain things about weddings that like, as like the little Goyle part of me, where it's just like, <laughs> I do want to participate in. But there's also a lot of like, icky, stupid stuff, like the whole garter bit. Or I was literally just thinking. <laughs> the garter oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. What kind of stupid. Oh, my God. They use their teeth. To drag this sharp, this awful little piece of fabric that's just itching and shaping your thighs all damn day on top of everything else you have to do that day. Man, that's weird. Yeah, it is weird. And you do it in front of all of your friends and family. And I'm just like, why? 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 <laughs> why? And that gets thrown like the bouquet, right? Yeah, it's just like it gets thrown to the and it gets thrown to all of my friends' male friends. Yeah. This it's thing like, that has just been soaking. Soaking up my thigh sweat all day long. Oh, Here you yeah. go. Here you go, kids. Awful. Yeah, awful. awful. That one doesn't really stand up under critical examination, does it? It does no. not. Also, what is um, worse, I did a PowerPoint actually on like, <laughs> like cute wedding traditions that actually have horrible origins. The veil was, and most of them have to do with ghosts, which is incredible. 
Um, oh, I love that haunted wedding. All right. Yep, anyway. haunted wedding. So the veil, this beautiful angelic thing that as you see the bride walking down the aisle. Originally, it was supposed it's supposed to be this heavy piece of fabric to like obscure the bride's vision and weigh her down so she doesn't run away. This was a Roman tradition. Oh, as no. a lot of a lot of these and also to protect her from ghosts. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, because they can't get through fabric. They can't get through fabric. And everyone knows this. It's the ghost's one true weakness. Fabric. Tool fabric. <laughs> That's oh, why ghosts are the way they are. They're trapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like the go- maybe it was so like the ghost thought that it was like, oh, that's not a bride. That's another ghost. Well, I'll just fuck off now. <laughs> oh, I see. This this uh, wedding is already haunted. I'm sorry. I'll- I'm sorry. I got the wrong email. I'll leave. <laughs> sorry, this isn't my turf. I'll leave. Yeah. And the whole like carrying the bride across the threshold bit. Apparently, like that was the last chance for a ghost to like enter the body of a bride. And so they take her feet off the ground, thus removing her from any contact with hell and what lies underneath to prevent ghosts from crawling out of the ground and up through the little like one inch heels that this bride is wearing and going across the threshold to their new home. It's common huh. for me to ask the question, like, are the straights okay or something are like that? Are the straights okay? <laughs> I'm now wondering if people are okay. Like, are yeah. we as a collective okay? Because that is a whole fucking lot. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, there's the yeah. whole, like, purity culture behind it. Like, the veil of, like, hiding, like, the bride. Mm. The whole, like groomsmen um grew out of the need to like protect the bridal party from like being ravaged by scoundrels and rakes um and yay and stuff like that so it's just like it's very very funny to be planning a wedding and enjoying planning a wedding while also simultaneously being like this is all bullshit i'm spending so much money (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck is this why why and just put a ring of salt around the wedding area like you'll be fine i have a salt boy i have a salt boy instead of a flower girl (laughs) with little salt shakers just going around no ghosts here no ghosts here hey you know what i'm gonna invite ghosts to my wedding though because i'm tolerant okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's 2021 let ghosts be at your wedding ghosts are people too or were people too (laughs) all right (laughs) shall we go to the game yee (laughs) sure all right hello it's me jay your camp counselor i didn't say that last time and uh i'm sad uh no, beha- this is now. hey, this is your second success of the recording. Like big day. It's a big fucking day. Big day. <laughs> I remember Camp the things the- I'm supposed to say. Camper of the year. <laughs> Camper of the year. <laughs> um so uh I don't recall if it's come up yet. I don't think it has that all three of us are in a show together right now. Yes, we what? Are. <laughs> <laughs> uh and I, I built the game around that. <laughs> oh boy. Wonderful. So should we uh, should we like mention what the show is before we play a game surrounding it? Yeah. Figure well, it out. I dare you. 
a game for the audience. Uh, <laughs> we are. Uh, would, would someone like to give a little a little elevator pitch on the show, or should I just let the audience guess what it is from the context clues of the game? <laughs> no, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> I believe in you. Thank you. We are performing Hazards of Love by the Humminbards at the Philly Fringe Festival at the end of the month and a little bit into October. It is a dramatization of the album by the same name by the Decemberists. It's this gay, folk, sexy, fun thing. It's going to be at um, the bar above the Victoria Freehouse. CJ, what is it called again? The Front Street Dive. The Front Street Dive. And it is really special to me because this is my first show sort of out and I'm really happy that I get to acknowledge my queer queer identity while also being my romantic counterpart, um, Yali, who's playing William, who is incredible. I get to actually have a romantic scene partner who is a woman and I'm like, this is really neat. So, and it's a gorgeous show, so you should see it. Hell yeah. 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 If you like spooky woods shit. Oh my god, so much spooky up. woods. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, opening night is my birthday, so if you are able to go to it and you choose not to, that is um, a homophobia against me. Specifically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> correct, correct. All true. All facts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I built, I built a little trivia game based off of the hazards of love uh the way the questions are formed even if you are not familiar with the album and story listeners at home uh at least three quarters of them i think you can probably guess anyway based on what they are but some of them i could only do so much uh (laughs) i know (laughs) i chose answers that start with the letters of uh you know the good old acronym lgbtqia2 plus (laughs) Because, again, I, I need to have some tenuous connection between my games and queer stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's my go-to. Perfect. <laughs> um, Julianne, CJ is not privy to the answers, so if you would like to use them as a sounding board or lifeline, I constantly volunteer them for that position. What? Oh, I constantly what? am looking for a lifeline, so that's fine. <laughs> Literally, what else would I be doing right now? Like, I'm not like, let me go play break. with my Legos <laughs> while Jay takes care of the game. <laughs> Hell yeah, I want to play. All right, then uh, without further ado, here is our game. It's called A Forest Sun Trivia's Daughter. Aww. God damn it. <laughs> you warned me in advance that I would react this way to the title, and you're correct. These hazards of love nevermore will bother us. <laughs> I'm bothered. I'm Let's- bothered. <laughs> Are you ready for your first uh, clue? Yeah. All right. So uh, maybe the true hazard of this word is that cishet people think they can end homophobia by saying it is what it is. Mm. I think I have an idea if you'd like a sounding board. Pretty please. So I'm I'm thinking it has to do with the phrase love is love. Mm, yeah. But that is it just like the word love? Yeah. Oh, oh cool. yeah. <laughs> beep, beep, got it, beep. <laughs> the Allen are LGBTQIA two plus. Uh excellent. Yes. Okay. 
Uh, that was a good example one, too. Because uh, I wasn't clear about what the answers were. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I was waiting know. for the question. I got it. I got it now. Oh, sorry. Yes. No, more of a hint. Uh, your second hint, and just so you know, this is this is going to be a, a two-part answer okay. uh, instead of just the one word. Um, Margaret's favorite two colors to wear that both start with the same letters and that probably help her blend in with uh, the uh, boreal forest she's traversing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's green and gray. Yes. Yeah. Yay. Hey, I did dramaturgy work. I get it. So, <laughs> what, the opening line of the show? Yeah, you know, that's all the dramaturgy work I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I did. <laughs> I heard that one line. I don't need to hear the rest. I know the entire story. I know this entire girl's life. Ha. <laughs> huh. This character wears these colors. That's all I need to know about them. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, your next hint. Humans have about 270 of these, and the Ann and Waters want all of them. Is it bones? It is bones. Bones? <laughs> the bones are their money. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to mix up the order a little bit here. Mm -hmm. Uh, the rake got married at an age that's pretty convenient for all the gambling and drinking he likes to do. Ooh, uh, 21st year, his 21st year. Yes. Yay. (laughs) Also, Uh, this album has just been on repeat. Like my, as soon as I told my partner I was in it, they're just like, well, let me look this up right now. And it's just like, he is now as much of a fan of this music as I am. So it's just like, it's been very nice just to pass by his office and be just like, these hazards of love. And I'm like, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do that shit. (laughs) I do that shit. All right. Our next hint. Uh, fossilized tree resin can be used for so many things, like preserving Jurassic-era mosquitoes, or as the stone in a ring that William sings about more than I thought he did. Ooh, amber. Yes, the amber yes. ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, next one. It might sound like I'm talking about a big cat, but I'm actually discussing the best of the biomes. Tiger, tiger. There it is. <laughs> the tiger. The, the best tiger. Biome. Yep. Uh, all right, final two. Ahem. The name of both an Israelite prophet and the rake's oldest and crispiest child. Oh, no. Daughter <laughs> of God. <laughs> I don't. You're right, but I don't like the adjective you chose. <laughs> oh, no. Um, is it Isaiah? It is Isaiah. Okay, oh, great. Boy. That was just a, you know, a little child murder joke I sprinkled in. <laughs> Sprinkled over the crispy child. <laughs> I know how much you love child murder joke. It, we're, it's 2010 again, and we're telling b- dead baby jokes. Oh, oh boy, man! I <laughs> what a weird I... time in our cultural history. Yeah, I I hate dead baby jokes for just being like empty edginess. But there was one that I told a lot as a kid that I still think the 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 formula of is hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, how do I how do I change it to not be just a dead baby joke? Yeah. But... <laughs> well, what you can't you can't I mean, just what like is it? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> All right. Uh, why why did the dead baby fall out of the tree? I don't know. Why did the dead baby fall out of the tree? I pushed it. (laughs) Okay. 
Why did the second dead baby fall out of the tree? I don't know. Oh, it was taped to the first one. Oh. (laughs) Why did the third dead baby fall out of the tree? I don't know. Peer pressure. God damn it. (laughs) See, my enjoyment of the structure is weighed down by my shame in saying it. (laughs) No, the (laughs) structure... There is there is a way to make that joke work that sans the baby. There is a yeah. there is a way. You just Yeah, yeah. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. It's gotta be somewhere. <laughs> anyway, would you like your final hint? Oh my god, yeah, the game. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't just spent the last 40 minutes talking about dead baby jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, um, okay, in this last one, I don't know if I'm talking about my favorite rock band from the 70s and 80s or Margaret's mother-in-law. Ooh. Oh, 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 oh Queen. The Queen. Yes. <laughs> the Queen. <laughs> I was I was thinking of the Bauer scene where it was just like there's all the nuns being just like, Margaret, yeah. you're pregnant. And I'm just like, do they talk about my mother at that point? No, 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 no. <laughs> I went too deep. I did the thing where I went too deep instead of just looking at what was ahead of me. <laughs> you well, found you, it in uh, the end. I handily did. aced a, a Forest Sun trivia's daughter. Uh, give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> Audience members, I hope that wasn't too uh, inside. And if it was, I guess you'll have to see the show to get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun show. Just- and... It, there's gonna be drinks and fun and it's fringe and we haven't had fringe in a while so it's great to be back mm. indeed uh julianne you already did such a terrific job of plugging the show you want to lay the dates and times on the people at home um hang on um, if- um I, I have a poster <laughs> okay. i have a poster right here going right okay. to the source okay let me get the hazards of love by the hum and bar theater troupe are going to be um, it's going to be happening Wednesday, September 29th, 2021, in case anyone was wondering about that, at right. 8 p.m. Thursday, September 20th. No, 30th. 30th. Oh, then the There's a typo were- on the post. No, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, then oh, no. what am I supposed to believe? <laughs> it's the 30th. <laughs> it's the 30th. Okay, so from September 29th until October 2nd. That is when the show is going to be happening. All performances are at 8 p.m. And it's also available for streaming on Saturday, October 2nd. And it's only $10 at the Victoria Freehouse. And just make sure that you're wearing a mask, being safe, and bring proof of vaccination. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, stream yep. it. You can do that from anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I really enjoy the uh, marketing manager <laughs> making the guests to come up with the dates. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be plugging the podcast. I just didn't no. want to get the wires crossed. No, it's okay. I can do, I can do something. I can do something. I'll take something <laughs> off CJ's plate. Jay, did you want to plug your stuff or are you still on private mode? I'm I'm still uh d- just deep in the existential crisis, so I'm still I'm still privated on on Twitter. 
Cool. Uh, well, I'll just go ahead and plug the podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and a bunch of other podcatchers, whichever one you're at. If you want to go ahead and leave us a rating, whatever system your podcatcher uses, that'd be super terrific. We love looking at them. You can check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at the handle Gay Agenda Cast. And um, if you want to join us on a slightly more financial level, you could join us on patreon.com slash mygayagenda, much like Rachel, the real hazard, Higgins, Quentin J. Alexander, <laughs> Jim Nolan, and Tiny Sneal. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Next, uh, Until next time, put this on your gay agenda. Change the world. Love yourself. Listen to your favorite album today. Little treat. Yeah. That's really sweet. I like that. <laughs> and that's our gay agenda. 